Frutters and Sorors, Rodman R. Clayson. Our subject is personal mystical evolution. It is my intention to present to you some thoughts regarding the various stages or planes of development and the keys to development at each step or level of consciousness in the journey towards self-mastery. First, let us analyze for a few moments the significance of this. Just what do evolution and reflection mean? Any good dictionary, of course, gives a clue to this, but could not possibly, in and of itself, convey ideas of mystical import. Evolution, it is said in the dictionary, is an unfolding, a process of opening out what is contained or implied in something, a development. Reflection, it is said, is the return of light or sound waves from surfaces, reflected images, mental consideration, contemplation, and a conclusion reached after much thought. Taking from these definitions their essence, insofar as they are relevant to our purpose, we may say that we are dealing here with a process by which through contemplation we believe that meditation would be the better word. Later on I will have more to say about meditation. But for the moment, with regard to reflection, we might say that in a sense we see the light. In another sense, we achieve the ultimate goal of making ourselves instruments for the reflection of the greater light. As a result, there is an unfolding, a development, a process of evolution, not so much a creation of something new, but an opening out of what is already within us, a releasing from bondage of the potential knowledge and power residing within us. Even this analysis, adhering fairly closely to dictionary terminology, does not clearly express the significance of the evolution of reflection. Perhaps it will be made clearer as we proceed with our comments on self-mastery and the planes of development. We have come from varied walks of life with varied interests. The order of the rose and cross is a common bond between us. Each of us is a student on the path. Most Rosicrucians are members of a large chapter or praneos and have at one time or another attended convocations such as this. We find that there is a spiritual uplift for us when in convocation. To leave our worldly problems behind us for a time, as we must do when we cross the threshold for a convocation, can have a very uplifting effect. We find added inspiration because of the opportunity it affords us to associate with others of like thought and to observe or even participate in applications of some of the principles we study. The continued good work of our order and of our subordinate bodies depends upon the continued affiliation and cooperation of all of our members. All of us are striving toward the same end, the same goal, self-mastery, adeptship. 
Let us compare this with a pinnacle to which we may attain by ascending a ladder or stairway, each rung or step representing one of the steps or degrees of expression or states of awareness. Each of us has advanced to one of these steps toward adeptship according to his or her own degree of self-development, according to the measure of his or her evolution through reflection. Continuing the analogy of the stairway, let us envision it as having nine steps. Each step is a point of development. The first step corresponds to the physical plane which has to do with vibrations. The second step corresponds to the mental plane. The third step represents the balance between these planes. The fourth step has to do with the psychic plane. The fifth step pertains to the spiritual plane. The sixth step has to do with the balance between these planes of development. The seventh step refers to quietude and calmness. The eighth step pertains to devotion and dedication to service. The ninth step represents the achievement of light, joy, and ecstasy. Each of these nine steps has its own significance. Let us begin at the foot of this stairway, the first step having to do with vibration. As human entities, we have an awareness of sensations or emanations or vibratory impulses in orderly progression in accordance with the law. At this level, we have stepped upward from the level of more animalistic instinct and reaction. There are those whose lives appear to be spent almost entirely on this level with little or no awareness beyond that of sensual existence. They live in ignorance of the potential power within them. They are creatures of impulse, often motivated by little more than necessities of living. Our second step is that of rhythm. We have an awareness of the rhythm or heartbeat of the universe, the song of life. We have the urge to move and have our being in harmony with the rhythmic pulse of the universe. Those who are on this level have learned that man does not live by bread alone. There is a stirring within them that impels them to express themselves by outward manifestation, impels them to visualize and to create, or rather to allow, the rhythmic forces of the universe to create through them. Their self-expression may be through music, art, writing, or through many other constructive fields. This is the mental plane. The third step refers to the balance between the physical and mental planes, the rising from the physical to the mental. Herein is involved knowledge and wisdom. We have an intellectual awareness of an infinite wisdom and our kinship with a cosmic presence. Our awareness is augmented by the illumination from our consciousness of non-essentials, some acquired through standardized education. As we develop our faculties and powers of perception on this level, we have the opportunity to learn not only of the powers we have within us, but also how to use them. Our fourth step pertains to the psychic plane. It provides us with the perception, albeit perhaps dimly, of the greater light and the relationship between ourselves and the cosmic universe, an awareness of the meaning of the expression as above, so below. 
The fifth step pertains to the spiritual plane, as we have said. We have learned to experience an upliftment of consciousness. We have had on occasion an awareness of the current of life that thrills the mind, body, and soul, bringing a continual song to the heart and lifting us above the world's adversities and daily problems. In fact, we come to feel quite close to the infinite. Step number six follows a natural sequence. It has to do with a sense of balance. Our development now provides us with an awareness of the cosmic consciousness with ourselves. We realize that we are responsible for the experiences which we have had and our reactions to them and resolve with a sense of fearlessness and peace of mind to let cosmic law be fulfilled through us as it, not we, decrease. When we are prepared to do this, we rise in consciousness. For step number seven, we have learned that there must be preparedness for the greatest of realizations, those things which are closest to our hearts and desires. Preparedness involves calmness, quiet, creating those conditions and circumstances which will permit us to have a feeling of well-being, a state of equilibrium, so we can be aware that all the power that ever was or will be is here and now. I have said that the eighth step has to do with devotion and dedication to service. It provides us with an awareness of karma, the law of compensation. We seek to serve selflessly. In the full realization of selfless service, we approach near the pinnacle of the fullness of our creative ability and self-expression. The final step, the ninth, has to do with joy, ecstasy, a state of harmony, conscious as well as unconscious attunement with cosmic consciousness, living this in this world, yet not of this world, reborn, regenerated, resurrected as it were, serving the divine will. Those who reach this point are those who truly lead dedicated lives. Perfection at this level leads one across the threshold through the portal to consummate self-mastery. True, in a single incarnation, not everyone reaches this pinnacle, but it is the objective for all students of mysticism. The nine steps which have been outlined are important to me. Each of you can probably outline nine steps which are of, of importance to you with perhaps different titles or subjects which have to do with the evolution of reflection, the attaining of the highest consciousness, the unfolding of the fullness of your personality. Now, involved in the nine steps which I have just outlined are three practices or techniques. These are meditation, visualization, and action. We might say that they compose the three points of the triangle of perfection. We should, of course, endeavor to achieve as much personal development as possible at each step of our nine-point stairway. We will find it helpful if at each step we utilize meditation, visualization, and action. This will contribute toward self-mastery and the further evolution of reflection for us. Let us give some thought now to meditation visualization and action. First, meditation. It is only through contemplation, reflection, and meditation that we can become sufficiently receptive to be a channel for the cosmic power to flow into and through us. Through meditation we gain inspiration. On the early steps up the stairway toward self-mastery, our periods of meditation must to a large extent be self-induced.
we try to acquire the habit of reflection. We fix times and places for meditation when we may be subjected as little as possible to objective distraction. It may be for an hour or even a few minutes each night. We develop an orderly procedure for preparing ourselves. We are seated and relaxed. We clear our minds of the problems which tend to distract us. We may think of something inspirational and conclude it with the invocation, God of our hearts, let cosmic law be fulfilled. For a time we may be conscious of vibrations around us or of persons near us, but little by little we cease to see with our eyes and cease to hear with our ears. We experience a sense of calm and become more and more attuned with the source of all power. As we ascend the stairway to the steps on higher planes of consciousness, meditation becomes less an effort and more of a habit. We find that the reflective and contemplative mood has become a mood of living. There is then an accomplishment of an indescribable sense of harmony. The second point of the triangle is visualization. Through the development of the power to visualize, through the use of our faculties of imagery, inspiration born of meditation, of course, may come vivid, strong impressions. Not only may we create within our consciousness vivid pictures of that which was, that which is, and that which will be, but we may also cultivate visualization to the point of projection of our consciousness. The extent to which we are able to perceive with the vividness of visualization will, of course, vary with the particular steps or planes to which we have ascended. On the higher planes, this visualization may be dignified by calling it the ultimate in realization. The third point of our triangle is action. Without motive power and action, there can be no creative perfection. This action need not be entirely on the physical plane. It depends again on the plane of consciousness in which we move. This action is the consummation of unfoldment or development. If, as stated in our monographs, one cannot rise above this level of consciousness, then it should be the aim of each one of us to raise the level of his consciousness as we ascend step by step. So we have nine steps to ascend and three points of a triangle to utilize in bringing about our development in the further evolution of reflection for us. On occasion, we will be inspired. If we will reflect carefully on what has impressed us, the realization will come to us as a revelation of the highest meaning. It behooves us, therefore, to be about the work of ascending to higher steps to further our planes of development. Thus, through the process of evolution, continues the work of reflection and greater understanding. You can demonstrate this for yourself by applying the Rosicrucian teachings. When an individual has demonstrated conclusively for himself a law or principle, whether in physics or chemistry or in the realm of mental or mystical experience, the truth has been revealed to him in a way that comes as near to being absolute as anything can be. It is no longer a matter of hearsay or opinion. It is a matter of unimpeachable knowledge, and this is the handmaiden of wisdom. It is the aim of our teachings to have the student reveal the principles for himself.
I believe that nowhere will we find more inclusive and more reliable instruction than that of our teachings to bring the greatest of realizations into our lives. Truly this requires preparation, just as surely as the casting off of fallacies and misconceptions of the material world are stepping stones by which we are prepared to finally contact the Master within, so must there be preparation to place in our hands the key which will unlock the door to the higher life, the higher realization of cosmic consciousness. Certain qualities of character must be cultivated, chiefly among them sincerity and the willingness to throw off the shackles which bind our thoughts and aspirations to material things. Each of us is on a different step. Each of us has his particular place in evolution where he now stands. But we must progress. From this we infer that there are grades, other steps to be mastered. That which has gone before has provided us with experience and knowledge as a means of bringing us understanding that allows us to better appreciate and more efficiently apply that which come to us on a higher step. It behooves us to look into the past only for that which complements and tends to make more perfect our present understanding. When we realize that the experiences which we have had preceding and leading up to this higher work are also an important part of our, our development, then we will have thrown off another one of our shackles that bind us to the spot where we now stand in evolution, just as surely as a chain of iron fixed to an immovable wall would curtail our freedom of movement, then having lightened the load with which we are encumbered, we are free to move again more swiftly toward that wonderful mystical objective. Rosicrucians are people motivated by the eternal quest. They hold that one cannot know anything except through personal experience. We should never fall into the error of thinking that what is unknown will never be known. That is why we say that truth is dressed in an ever-changing garb which is our own understanding. Your desire must be sincere. The sincerity of, des of a desire determines its success or failure. To ask why is the mystic's venture into the realm of knowledge and wisdom? A vast oasis lies before the sincere follower as he journeys along his chosen path. To know how to assimilate, how to apply the many facets of each experience is the key to the next plateau or step. Each rise in consciousness broadens the view to encompass a larger area to be conquered in the eternal quest. As students of mysticism, we know that man is a spiritual being and as such receives his strength and power from the source of all being, which we may call the universal consciousness or God. And each of us should reflect this in our lives. Think of the evolution of reflection, the nine steps of development, and the three points of the triangle, meditation, visualization, and action. Reflect upon this. Allow the implications to go deeper into your consciousness. Tap your inner consciousness and let it reveal to you the faculties and powers which reside within and which can be directed for not only the greatest of personal rewards, but for the good of mankind as well. As I said in the beginning, fathers and sirwars, this will help us to achieve the ultimate goal of making ourselves instruments for the reflection of the greater light of the infinite.